Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 21. Dear God, in a world where evil often seems to prevail, we have been called to rise above the darkness. You have called us to combat the darkness around us by illuminating the power of your goodness and love. We acknowledge that this is a challenging path. When faced with hostility, it can be difficult to respond with kindness. Grant us the courage and resilience to remain steadfast in goodness, even when evil seeks to sway us. May we be bearers of your love, channels of your peace, and ambassadors of your kingdom, transforming this world one act of kindness at a time. We pray for your guidance and strength as we strive to overcome evil with good. And it's in the name of Jesus, our perfect example and Lord, we pray. Amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, partisan news outlets take some jabs at Sound of Freedom. Hollywood is eating itself alive, and the Ukrainians are getting more bullish with their attacks. You're listening to the first official episode of Pray News. We aim to leave you informed and transformed. How? By humbly reporting the news and seeking a balanced and Christ-centered perspective. Will we always succeed? Probably not. Will we always try our best? You bet. Our first story of today has to do with the movie Sound of Freedom. In recent news, the movie Sound of Freedom, starred by Jim Caviezel and directed by Alejandro Monteverde, has gained tremendous success, with a stunning box office collection around $40 million in just a few days. This feat is no less than remarkable, as it rivals the latest release of the iconic Indiana Jones franchise. The movie is based on the life of Tim Ballard, played by Jim Caviezel. He is the founder of Operation Underground Railroad, an organization committed to fighting global child trafficking. The film offers a dramatized depiction of the fight against child sex trafficking organizations around the world. Despite its clear humanitarian theme, it has become embroiled in controversy due to some media outlets associating the film with QAnon conspiracies. According to some media organizations, this film has been politicized with critics claiming it bolsters QAnon conspiracies by validating child sex trafficking as a pervasive global issue. However, do you see the paradox there? This critique seems paradoxical as the same critics also acknowledge that child sex trafficking is an unfortunate reality and a pervasive issue. You see, CNN, Rolling Stone, and The Guardian have all leveled criticisms against Sound of Freedom and they argue that the film is being marketed towards QAnon believers or those unknowingly buying into such conspiracies. The Rolling Stone even went so far as to say that this is a QAnon-tinged thriller about child trafficking designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-driven adult boomer. The media's criticism seems to pivot on the assumption that acknowledging child sex trafficking as an issue somehow validates conspiracies. This argument appears to miss the film's core intent, though. Interestingly, demographic data indicates that the movie's primary audience consists of females and Hispanics, not boomer dads, as the Rolling Stone described. The large Hispanic audience in particular may point to a very personal connection to this issue, considering that Latin America is a hotspot for child trafficking. Despite the media controversies, the success of Sound of Freedom seems to be sending a message about the audience's choice to be entertained and educated simultaneously. People want to be informed and transformed, as it turns out. People want to be entertained, but also they want to be informed on some of the most pervasive issues we are facing as a society. 
Moreover, it shows that people are unwilling to be dictated on what to think, a trend that bodes well for independent productions like ourselves. The attempt of CNN and The Guardian to undermine this film's message reveals a party-first reporting style. Since many right-leaning people enjoyed the film, they believe it's necessary to take shots at it. We at Prey News, however, believe that there are some things Republicans, Democrats, Independents, and Libertarians alike can all unite over. One of those issues being the protection of children around the world. It seems like a no-brainer. See, Psalm 82.3 says, Defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. We are called to be advocates for those who cannot defend themselves, including children who are victims of human trafficking. Regardless of politicization and conspiracy theories, the core message of Sound of Freedom aligns with our values to combat evil and seek justice for the oppressed. Let's continue to pray for the fight against the atrocities of child trafficking. The controversy surrounding this film serves as a reminder that Christians need discernment when approaching topics in the public sphere. We should focus on the reality and the issues at hand, rather than allowing political narratives to cloud our judgment or sway our commitment to uphold justice and compassion. Our second story of today has to do with the recent strikes in Hollywood. Hollywood is facing a major crisis, as members of the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild of America went on strike last week. The crux of their demands revolves around more equitable pay, increased residuals, and revenue sharing with streaming platforms. They also seek protection against using AI to simulate background actors, a change that really threatens their livelihoods. The ongoing discord pertains to work agreements and is emblematic of a broader societal concern about fairness and growing divide between the 1% and the working class. In an interview on CNBC, Barry Diller, chairman of IAC and Expedia, warned of a potential industry collapse. He suggested that the lack of content can lead to a declining subscription base to streaming platforms such as Disney Plus and Hulu, creating a negative cycle of reduced revenues for producing new shows. No new revenue, no new hires. Perhaps there's going to be no jobs. In an attempt to bring stability, Diller proposed a 25% pay cut for top studio executives and highest paid actors. Union President Fran Drescher, however, <laughs> slammed the call for pay cuts. And the comments of Disney CEO Bob Iger, who urged strikers to be realistic with their demands. Drescher criticizes Iger's comments as being out of touch with the reality of hardworking people, further fueling a class warfare narrative between the unions and CEOs. The discussion has shifted to highlight the economic disparity in the industry, with actors earning significantly different incomes. For instance, Bob Iger, Disney CEO, was reported to have earned $65 million from Disney in 2018, and that's about 1,400 times the company's median employee salary. It's crucial to remember that not all actors shared the same financial status. We think of these big-time actors like Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, whoever, and we think, well, why should I cry for them? They're super rich. But many union members are background actors, earning approximately $26,000 a year from acting. In this light, the strike does not merely represent a conflict between rich actors and even richer CEOs, but it draws attention to the struggle of lesser-paid workers in the industry. There doesn't appear to be a resolution in sight, and with the shifting landscape of social media, streaming, and AI, who knows if the film industry will ever be the same after this? We do know this. 
There are many more people than just actors and writers with their jobs on the line here. Camera operators, set designers, and administrative assistants are all waiting with bated breath to see if they will be able to go back to work anytime soon. As Christians, we want to find a balance in Christ-centered angle with everything. In this case, we can't help but empathize with people concerned about their job security. As we said, many of these people rely on the film industry to feed their families. The people striking aren't just rich, big-named actors. They are people trying to make it in an already cutthroat sector. In James 5.4, employers are actually rebuked for not paying their workers the wages that they deserve. The situation in Hollywood invites us to reflect upon the vast income disparities within our society and calls for the recognition of the dignity of every worker, irrespective of their role or status. However, we also recognize that sometimes strikes like these can stall industries and do irreparable damage. Jobs are being held hostage, so a fraction of people in the industry can get paid more. But what about the other people in the industry? You see, there's a ripple effect sometimes with things like these. In navigating this tumultuous period, it is essential for all parties involved to approach discussions with openness, compassion, and commitment to justice, reflecting Christ's teachings in all aspects of their negotiations. We're reminded that every discussion we have ought to also be peppered with the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, all of these things against which there are no laws. You see, regarding unions and strikes, there are definitely differing opinions. It's rightfully divisive. It's a complicated and nuanced issue. Do we focus on the business's success and trust that their success will trickle down into more opportunities and jobs? That's the philosophy of many. Or do we recognize the need to stand up to corporate greed and demand fair wages for every worker? Wherever you stand on the issue, one thing is clear. We serve a generous God who has given us the greatest gift of all, salvation. You see, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this causes us, or ought to cause us, to have patience with those who frustrate us. Since Jesus has been abundantly patient with us in our sin and our ignorance, we ought to be patient with those who have differing opinions than us. You see, it also says in James, for judgment is without mercy to him who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Even though we were once sinners raging against God, he showed us mercy. This should cause us to pause and consider extending mercy to others who disagree with us. Our last story of the day has to do with the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. Ukrainian security officials have claimed responsibility for an attack on the Crimean Bridge that connects the annexed Crimean Peninsula to the Russian mainland, which holds strategic and symbolic significance in the ongoing conflict. This bridge, which President Vladimir Putin personally initiated, serves as an essential supply line for Russia's war efforts in Ukraine. This attack marks the second since Russia began its invasion of Ukraine, following an incident in October when a fuel tanker exploded while crossing the bridge. Speaking anonymously, a source from Ukraine's security service revealed to CNN Monday that this attack was a joint operation of the security service and Ukraine's naval forces. The Kerch Bridge, the longest bridge in Europe at almost 12 miles long, has been targeted due to its critical role in the war. This news comes amidst the fallout of a deal between Russia, Ukraine, and other nations to secure grain shipments to maintain stable global food prices. Russia withdrew from this agreement, and that caused a growing concern for potential spikes in food prices worldwide. Ukraine's claim of responsibility for the attack on the bridge reveals a bold shift 
in its strategic response to the conflict. As Ukraine's conventional counteroffensive have seemed to be faltering, a more aggressive focus appears to be disrupting Russia's supply lines and infrastructure. The Kerch Bridge has been a lasting monument to Russia's assertion of perpetual dominion over the Crimean Peninsula, a region annexed by Putin in 2014 and lauded as one of his most enduring successes. So at least in Russian media narratives, this bridge was a big deal and a symbol of Putin's power. So we can surmise that this attack didn't just have to do with the food supply line, but also acted as psychological warfare from Ukraine. Reports on Ukraine's diminishing defenses have obviously led to an intensified offensive strategy. As both countries up the ante in aggression, we can't help but wonder what will happen to the world if this conflict doesn't cease soon. This escalating situation is a painful reminder of the brokenness of our world. War, although a necessary evil sometimes, should never be celebrated. Loss of life, destruction of culture, and hatred between countries grieves us. As believers, we are called to seek peace and promote justice. We will continue to pray for those in power, for wisdom and discernment in their decision-making, and for the safety and well-being of the affected by this conflict. Global news has the potential to paralyze us in fear, helplessness, and anxiety. These issues can seem too big for us to address. As everyday Christians, how do we respond to global war and unrest? Because the solution can't just be shouting at a computer screen or tweeting something out. How do we begin to solve this big issue? Well, we begin by looking inward. War begins with the bitterness and contempt of individuals, and then it snowballs into global destruction. This escalating conflict reminds us of the importance of reconciliation and forgiveness in our own personal lives. Have we practiced peacemaking in our own communities, families, and workplaces? Christ says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. May we endeavor to be peacemakers today, wherever we are, in whatever context we find ourselves in. Some of us may also be led to help and support those in need. Many Christian organizations work tirelessly to aid those displaced and affected by this war. Maybe we should consider volunteering, giving, shouldering some of the burdens these brave people have taken upon themselves. We will continue to pray for Ukraine and for Russia, and for the citizens and civilians that are experiencing the highest loss of their lives. We will pray for peace, wisdom, and diligence for the leaders and the safety of civilians and those working tirelessly on the ground to bring aid and comfort to the affected. In these trying times, let us remember the words of Paul in Romans 12, 21. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today that you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. Join us daily for Pray News, where hope is our only bias. And if you enjoyed this take on the news, consider sharing with a friend so that we can spread hope globally. And always remember to go to Pray.com to make prayer a priority in your life. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.